Welcome to the Life Exchange Podcast, where we give you practical solutions for self, community, and culture. Today's topic comes from the quote that my mom often says, which is, powerful people change what they can and choose peace in what they cannot change. In our conversation, we'll be breaking down this phrase and talking about what it means to be a powerful person, the areas we can and cannot change in life, and what it means to truly walk in peace. Remember to check out all our resources on life, family, and leadership at www.givinglight.org. Come on, let's jump right in. Let's get started. Hi, I'm Melody Hilton. And I'm Joel Hilton. And I'm Katie Stansfield. And today we're going to be talking about a phrase that Dr. Melody has coined. And that phrase is that powerful people change what they can and choose peace in what they cannot. And so as we get into this, Dr. Melody, you want to kind of share where that phrase came from? It came from the Holy Spirit speaking to me at a time where I was really, really struggling. And uh, I thought that I should have uh, the power and that the love that I carried should be enough to change somebody. And I was investing in uh, to so many young individuals. And I thought, uh, if I worked so hard and invested into them so much that there would be change, there would be growth, <laughs> and it wasn't working. <laughs> and and, and uh, the Lord just spoke that to me, and He said, powerful people change what they can. Yeah. So I had to first look and say, what do I have the power to change? And then the things I cannot change, which are other people, mm -hmm. I have to choose peace. And that brought me a lot of peace at that time because I realized I was trying to be powerful in an area God didn't call me to be powerful in because yeah. he gave every person the power over themselves and uh, that I could actually choose peace even when things aren't going the way I was hoping yeah, they would. Yeah. yeah. Well, I think in life... Uh, at least for me, I know a lot of times I look at somebody else's life and if if I could just get them <laughs> to do what I wanted them to do, I could just change their whole life and it would be so amazing. And a lot of frustrations can come in and anger and bitterness and a lot of things can come in relationally because we're trying to control, which is really manipulation. Yes. We're trying to um, control or change someone else. And, um, you know, what What does the Bible say about that? Were we given power over other human beings? We never, never were. And so, you know, we look at, at the beginning in the garden, we were given um, instructions and orders to have dominion over what? The birds of the air, the fish of the sea, things that crawl on the earth, but never human beings. Correct. Uh, and so, yes, we were created to be powerful, thinking, feeling, choosing people for ourselves, yes. not for the rest of humanity. But wouldn't it be great if we could <laughs> just change everybody else? We talk about platforms of influence and uh, God wants to give us those platforms of influence so that we can uh, bring kingdom principles in those places. And I love that. But the fact is, I still do not have the power to cause someone to believe, receive, and change. Yeah. They have to make that choice for themselves. I've been married for 45 years, mm -hmm. and I have never had power over my husband. Yeah. yeah. And 
I don't want to have power over him, you know? He does not have power over me, and I don't want him to have power over me. I want to partner with him. I want him to store it himself, me stored myself, and then together we can store it our resources. Yeah. Well, well, I thought the job of uh, a leader is to control people. <laughs> <laughs> that was sarcastic right there. <laughs> well, I mean, for some people that, that think that, you know, what would you say? That is so contrary to truth because uh, you look and God gave man the power of choice in the garden. Mm -hmm. And I think you've even said God put uh, a tree in there to, how, how do you There's say that trees. about the tree of good knowledge? Oh, of good I just and evil? talk about God made this perfect place and he put the one thing in it that could destroy it all. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and, but if they didn't have the power of choice, uh, they wouldn't be free beings. Yeah, that's exactly yeah. right. And it wouldn't be a true love relationship if there wasn't choice. That's yeah. right. And so um, I think... But I what, I mean, you know, and, I, and I'm not pointing fingers at leaders because I'm sure most leaders model how they were led. Right. So where do you think that comes in where this pressure or this desire or this uh, mindset is that if I'm a leader... I am responsible for people's actions. Yeah, and we're definitely not responsible for the action. We can be disappointed. Mm -hmm. uh, we can, our hearts can break. Mm -hmm. And I think that's going to happen because everything inside of us, it's just like if, if we see our children do something mm -hmm. that breaks our heart or if God sees me do something that hurts his heart. But we all have the power of choice to do that. And um, I think as a leader... Uh, we step in, whether it's ministry or whatever we're doing, we step into that role, one, because we're called, and number two is we have hope for a better future. Mm -hmm. And honestly, if we didn't have hope, why do what we're doing? Yeah. You know, if we didn't have the ability to have impact in people's lives, then why would we spend all this effort? Why, if this podcast couldn't encourage somebody, why would we be doing it? But we don't have the power to make someone believe, receive, and act on this but we do have the power to bring that to the table. And so our power is a place of obeying God, hearing his voice, obeying him. And when we do that, we honor him, we build the kingdom, and we have to give everyone else that same privilege to make that choice. Yeah. And it's true. If, if we didn't have a choice, we wouldn't even know if it's real genuine love, would yeah. we? Yeah. yeah. And I think to your question of, you know, where do we get there? Um, or I think, how do we get there? Or yeah, what? yeah. Yeah. I think it's easier. I think it's a lot easier to tell somebody else what, what to do than it is <laughs> to tell ourselves what to do. And so it's so much, it's, it's, it's just easier to, for me to think that I can tell you how to live your life instead of actually living mine. Mm -hmm. And I think that's how we get there. <laughs> it's funny because I've had the opportunity to, uh, speak into people's lives that are in a leadership or they're they're in some type of leadership yeah. position. And whenever they come to me with a problem, my favorite thing to do or to counsel them with is if someone came to you with this same problem, yeah, what advice would you give them? And well, I would say this, 
well, sounds good to me. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> because a lot of times... You're time, a very wise person. <laughs> <laughs> a lot of times we're, it's easy to spout off, you yeah. know, what you would do. But when you're in that in that particular situation, you don't even like your own advice. Yeah, right, exactly. And so I think that's the first place to start is if you are giving this uh, piece of wisdom or instruction to those that you lead, it's super important that you even follow what you're, what you're even suggesting. And that's, that's our place of power. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Every morning I get up and I have the power on how I'm going to manage my time, what I'm going to do, if I'm going to be distracted or focused, whether I'm going to love or hate, whether I'm going to give or take. I mean, every moment of every day, I have the power of choice. And the choices I make will either build health inside of me or it'll harm me. Yeah. And and so it's so easy for me to blame somebody else because of their actions why I'm upset when I have made a choice to give their actions power over me or give somebody else's attitude space in my brain yeah. you know and the but I do have the power uh to do the right thing even in a difficult situation and that in itself leaves no space for wrong it leaves no space for depression. It leaves no space. I've learned if I love, there is no space for hate. Mm-hmm. If I take power over my own life, I don't even want to take power over somebody else's life. And so it's really self-governance. It's self-management, really, yeah. that we're talking about. And I don't have the power to manage someone else. We yeah. use the word power or change, but I can't manage your private world. When you go home, Katie... I have no clue what you're doing. What you do in the secrecy of your own home, your own home is totally out of my power. I mean, I don't have I don't even try to take power over what you do here, but uh, and see that's where trust comes. When a person takes power over their own life, then I learn I can trust them. Yeah. And if a person does not take power over their lives, then I can still love them, but I might not trust them. Yeah. Yeah, I believe one of the reasons why leaders, you know, think that they need to control all situations or control all all the behavior of those that they lead is because they think that's how God is. Mm-hmm. Mm. That's good. And I, I always think about if God wanted to control you, why would one of the fruits, one of the fruit of the spirit or one of the manifestations of the fruit of the spirit be self-control? Yeah. He actually desires for you to, by his spirit, and I mean, I believe that we have freedom of choice, and I believe that that we have the ability to control ourselves, but there's another level when we are connected to the spirit of God. Yes. There's a yes. whole other level of self-control that we can even walk in. Yeah. Yes, but isn't it true? The fruit of the spirit are choices we make. Love. I choose love. Mm-hmm. I choose joy. I choose peace. I choose long suffering. I choose, you know, you know, every area I choose to walk in faith well, or I choose to walk in fear. I guess I'll push back on that a little bit Go ahead. because I, I think the fruit of the spirit is a manifestation of connection to the spirit. Yes. Okay. So I think we choose Holy Spirit. Yeah. Yes. And then those are reflections. It's kind of like, I need you to choose the peace that passes all understanding, meaning the peace that pa- that surpasses even your ability to understand. How can you make a choice 
if you don't to understand. choose a piece that even surpasses your own understanding. Well, you can't. I can choose the presence of peace, yeah. which is the spirit of God. That's good. And so I think our choice is: will I choose life or death? Will I choose the flesh or will I choose the spirit of God? Yeah. And then from those, like I think of, sure, yeah, we can love, right? We can we can uh, show affection to one another, but there is a the love that. Is that is a manifestation of the spirit is on a whole nother level. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Yeah, as no. we cultivate our relationship with yeah. the Holy Spirit, yeah. the natural fruit of that yeah. is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness. And but see, isn't the Holy Spirit? He's the one who gives us grace, which is the ability, the enablement. So we're not doing this thing alone, but we have to choose that. Like I can be, and I don't do this because I don't want to hurt myself, but let's say there's a heavy box of books in my office, which there is right now. <laughs> and um, I would never try to lift that myself or I would hurt myself. So I recognize uh, I call it, Stephen, will you help me lift this box, <laughs> right? And so I recognize the things in my life that seem so beyond melody that I recognize that without the grace of the Holy Spirit, I can do nothing. Mm -hmm. And so I really receive that adjustment, that correction, so that people don't misunderstand what I'm communicating. Mm -hmm. But God has given us the grace and the power to choose. Because even if you look uh, at uh, God spoke to Cain, he said, and this is after the fall, he said, sin crouches at the door and you must master it. So he was telling this person who was not born again that he had the power to master the sin that was lurking right there in mm -hmm. his life. He he could choose to reject that. And I believe that is the degree of being made in the image and likeness of God. You know, now for us as sons and daughters of God, the Holy Spirit dwells within us. And so we do have a whole edge up. But every human being has been made in the image and the likeness of God. He might not be their father, but he is their creator. And so woven into their humanity is the power of choice. Otherwise, me making a choice for Jesus to be saved... And that was by revelation. I mean, I mean, it was, well, I don't know what that was. It was, God, if you're there, do something in my life. That was desperation. <laughs> but it had to be the Holy Spirit to lead me to that point. And, uh, but I, I, I chose Jesus even when I wasn't aware that I was doing that. So I think that there's a really balance in that. Well, the distinction that I'm making is, yes, we can choose love. We can choose peace. Mm -hmm. We can choose kindness. But... The fruits of this or the fruit of the spirit is a whole nother level. Right, exactly. Yeah. Right. So in order for me to walk in the type of love that is a manifestation of the fruit of the spirit, yeah. it only comes through choosing the spirit, the spirit. of God. Yes. Yes. <laughs> so I agree that we can we can choose to love in our own earthly understanding or um how we were raised, but the type of love that Christ offers the type of love that that is a manifestation of the Spirit of God can only come through connection and fellowship yeah. with Him. That's so good. I I, I, I agree good. with you. Another point that I was thinking of was, you know, in the natural, if you sow an apple seed, what should you expect? Apples. Apples, <laughs> an apple tree. But I think 
uh, when you sow in the spirit, you might be sowing in love, but the fruit might be peace. Mm. So in a situation, uh, we think it's one for one, but I might sow something by the spirit of God and actually reap what I actually need for that moment. Mm. Yeah. So when I walk in self-control, that doesn't mean I get more self-control. It means I get more of what I need for the situation. Mm-hmm. So in the natural realm where I sow an apple seed, I get an apple tree. I sow an orange seed. I get an orange tree. But in the spirit realm, as when I sow into relationship with the Holy Spirit, I'm actually, it's being transformed into what I need for that oh, specific so situation. That's so good. Yeah. That that right there is powerful. <laughs> you know, And that's, I, I love the phrase inquire of the Lord because that is, that is yeah, my incline place. Incline your ear to wisdom. Yeah. Yeah. And, and it's like when I'm in situations you know, I stop and I inquire because I recognize that that is the most powerful thing I can do is to hear his voice and to obey his voice. Yeah, that's right. But I recognize I can't do that for others going back to, (laughs) in that, it's like when I look at others, I have to choose peace because I do not have power over another person. So what does that look like? You're in a situation where a person's acting like a complete fool. <laughs> what does choosing peace look like? Well, I make investment into their life and it doesn't work. I got to choose peace because I don't have power to change it. Uh, so what, I think do, we can what look does that at, mean? Like, I'm <laughs> Okay, well, let's put it this way. What, think about, you what know. What would you do in that situation? Like, what does choosing peace look like? It means I take away from myself the false responsibility to fix what I cannot fix. Okay. I remember a situation in my life where this person that's very close to me uh, was making some decisions. Then I just, I just was really distraught about it. And um, I was just kind of carrying it. And I remember the Holy Spirit spoke to me and said, you think that you're a better teacher to this person than I am. Ooh, that's good. And when he said that, I became aware of what I was doing, just what he said, that I was trying to um, control or, or influence a person and not giving them to the Lord. And so the way that I chose peace out of the kindness of the Holy Spirit to reveal that to me was to say, I repent for trying to be the teacher in this person's life, and I give this person to you. And so uh, that's just what I did. I had to give them to the Holy Spirit and remove myself from it. And so when I would hear them say something or see them do something, I had to choose not to um, allow my emotions to get involved there, but instead to say, okay, I give this to you, Holy Spirit. Or also when your emotions, cause you're a human being, you have emotions. It's natural. Um, when I have emotions towards a person, um, to allow myself to feel through those emotions, but not to stay there because I have no power. And so if I'm going to have the emotions of grieving somebody else's decisions, okay, I grieve through it. I let that pass. And then I trust that the Lord is a better caretaker than I ever could be. That is so powerful. Uh, I I remember when the Lord spoke that to me is I felt my love was powerful enough to change someone. 
And when there wasn't change and they did fall away or they did backslide or they did do whatever it was that they did, that it so crushed me. And I think there was an element there that I needed them to be successful to validate what I carried. Yeah. And it was... It was like your love is not powerful enough to do that. Yeah, you you have to allow me to lead them and guide them and direct them, and it's between me and them. Yeah. My mom's ninety seven years old, and she says, "Melody, just pray. I go, pray, I go." And I said, "Hey, that's between you and Jesus. I'm not getting involved in this one at all. I have no power there, so I'm not going to even try uh, to pray to God." help my mom go. I'm not going to do that. It's just like, it's beyond my, uh, my realm of authority, my realm of power. And, um, but I realized that what I was doing, the love I was showing was actually me trying to manipulate them into good behavior. Yeah. And when all that revelation came at that moment, I recognized my faulty mindsets of needing them to be successful and recognizing I was actually trying to manipulate or control another person. And I just had to let it go and choose peace. Because a lot of times what we do is we try to remove someone else's ability to choose, mm-hmm. which is it's just not kindness. That is... That is anti-design when yes. we try to take someone else's c- power to choose away from them. So in in my love and care for them, and I want to influence them to make the right choices, but I cannot take away their power to choose. Yeah. And you know what? If they make the choice for their life, I I can grieve that. I can, um, you know, Jesus grieved the choices that, that Israel had made. Yes. But... He and but he gave them the choice, yes, because he loved them. And so you have to allow people to live their own lives, um, and and choose that peace uh, in coming to the understanding that while I have power to, over my own choices, they have power over their own choices. It makes me think that we have to be real honest about our intentions, mm-hmm. and that takes self awareness. It takes people speaking into our life, kind of like what you were saying. You thought you were acting in love, but it was kind of a manifestation of shame. Yeah, because I needed them to change. But I didn't realize that at the moment. Yeah, it was like, but that's the the power of the Holy Spirit to take us back to the real thoughts and the intents of the heart of why I'm doing that. I remember a situation with my, my oldest son. I think he was around two years old. And we were at some picnic or something like that. And uh, there were people there that I wanted to look good in front of. And my two-year-old was acting like a (laughs) two-year-old. And I remember pulling him off to the side and really disciplining him. And I was thinking, man, I'm doing this out of anger. Yeah, I'm doing this out of shame. And so I think as leaders, we have to be really honest about our intentions. Are we actually functioning in love? Yeah. Or is there some other motivation that we need Holy Spirit to reveal to us? Yeah. Sometimes we want to be so successful, we try to control a lot of people Mm -hmm. to support that success rather than just simply honoring God, loving them, partnering together, and allowing God to build it in the way He wants to build it. I mean, we kind of have a methodology around here that we don't force anyone 
or try to force or have any type of manipulation or control over another person to try to get them to do something they don't want to do already. We try to discover what's inside of them and build platforms for what they carry, give them an opportunity to serve, but never out of condemnation. We would never withhold love. We would never uh, pull back you know, from them in any way yeah. because God gave them a power of choice and we're going to honor that. Yeah. Which is not always easy. No, it's not. Right. Uh, most of us can barely control ourselves. So <laughs> why would we want to be in the business of trying to control others? Uh, I think that's where a lot of fear can come in because you're trying to control something that you really have no power, power right. to control. I, I also think of that scripture where it talks about casting your cares upon yeah. him who cares for you. And I think a lot of us do it in the way of like a fishing rod. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> we cast our cares upon him and then we reel them back. And then we cast our... But I think of it as more standing on, you know, the dock of the bay or standing standing on a ship, you know, think of the Titanic. I don't know. Don't think of that. But... You know, casting, like throwing your cares off. Like once you yeah. throw those over, you're not getting them back. Yeah. They're at the bottom of the sea. And I think that's more the reality when it when it talks about casting your cares upon him. It's like, don't reel them back in. Right. Yeah. And I think that's that's one of the ways that we can choose peace is when we stop worrying about things that we have no power to change or even control. Yes. So my encouragement to you is to actually cast them, not like in a fishing rod, yeah. but to cast them into the sea where there's really no hope of you retrieving them again. Yeah. I think we see this in our world. We might listen to the news. We might hear all kinds of things. And we step into that worry. We step into that fear. And then we have to talk about it to everybody like, Mm -hmm. Me telling you about it is going to influence the the global climate or something. <laughs> mm -hmm. And I think when we step out of our lane, when mm -hmm. we step out of our realm of authority, our realm of responsibility, uh, we we put ourselves in a place that God didn't intend for us to have power in. Yeah. And then we feel that sense of powerlessness. So fear comes in, and then we even worry more. And so that's where. I change what I can, but I choose peace and what I do not have power to change. Well, and I think just so many times is we just try to do things in our own strength. Yeah. And, uh, you know, in Matthew, it says, do not worry about tomorrow mm -hmm. for tomorrow will worry about itself. And I know there was a season in my life where I was going through intense anxiety and the Holy Spirit spoke to me and he said, Katie, you do not have permission to worry about tomorrow. And I knew the scripture. Mm. I, I knew what it had said. But when he said that, it was like he just kind of said, you're doing it again. And in his kindness, it, he just said, you have got to stop getting ahead of me. You've got to stop trying to do it on your own strength. You do not have my permission to get ahead of my schedule. Instead, the Bible says, give us this day our daily bread. We have to stay at the table uh, with him in that constant fellowship and communion. And, and you know what? The presence of peace does not mean the absence of chaos. The presence of peace is something that you can have. Uh, the Bible says, he makes a table for me in the presence of my enemies. And so when we can stay in that communion and that fellowship with the Holy Spirit, 
all of the all of life can be going on around us and we can still have the presence of peace inside of us it has to do with that constant connection and communion with the holy spirit this is something that i've been thinking about or processing through it might be in a sermon an upcoming sermon <laughs> oh uh, yeah how about that uh and I was thinking about in, in the financial sense, you know, they talk about not living beyond your means. Mm-hmm, like, mm-hmm. don't buy things that you don't have money for. Yeah. And I and I was thinking about, I think we do that in, in, even beyond the money the money realm. Mm-hmm. Um, I was thinking about like in today's society, we can know what's happening in every country of the world. We can know about every law being passed. You know, and I think sometimes we live beyond our means emotionally. Yes. Yeah. And yep. so if if we're if we're in Pennsylvania, let's say, and we are so upset about what laws are being passed in in California, a place that we have no power to change whatsoever, <laughs> right? I think we're living beyond our means. Yes. Yeah. And so how do we live in our means in this realm? Is we only focus on the things that we have power to change. Correct. And so I think it's just a byproduct of social media. It's the byproduct of, hey, if you feed uh, yourself on the news cycle. But you could see why people are so bent out of shape. They're not in peace because they're living beyond their means and they're worrying about what this country's doing or what this um, a politician in this far off place is, you know, and we're we're cashing we're trying to cash checks that we don't have money in the bank for exactly well i think i don't want to i wouldn't want to say or at least i don't believe we should keep our head in the sand yeah, you no. know after the world around us we want to be aware of things for me yeah, where but 40, i would see 50 years ago that wasn't a reality, you know, right. or maybe even 100 years ago but i, I don't know that that also always served them either you know i think there's good and there's bad there's positives and negatives on that. I think for me, what what I would say is um, if you are um, retaining or you're pulling in all that other, that information, what is happening inside of you? If you can, if you can receive that information and remain in a place of power, that's one thing. But if you are receiving that information and it's taking you to a place of powerlessness, to me, that's the difference. I know my capacity at certain times. I can carry more and mm-hmm. still feel it's powerful and still be able to give that to the Lord and and be part of the solution and do and follow the leading of the Holy Spirit. And then there are times where my capacity is not at that place and where it's dragging me down and I'm not giving it to the Lord. I'm doing it on my own strength. To me, that's where the difference is. Well, I think you're making my point. Okay. <laughs> you're making my point. My point is live within your means. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Right. If you are in a constant state of fear and frustration about the world system, yeah, you're living beyond your means. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You yeah. know, I know for me, I want to change the world. And I know God has given me things that can impact the globe. Yeah. And I'm working towards that end, but I still don't have power for the results. I only have power in my realm of obedience to what God is speaking to me and going through those doors of opportunity, he opens for me. But I can't, with all that done, I can't make anything happen. Mm -hmm. So Mm -hmm. it's not even about my success, my voice, the changing of the world. It's a response to the heartbeat of the Father. Yeah. And that is that's my place of power. My place of power is I know what God spoke to me and I'm being obedient 
to do what he's called me to do. And uh, Joel, you had an amazing message about how uh, the fire came down and it was the priest's responsibility every day to put fuel in that fire. And that so impacted me that every day I do have the ability, I do have the power to keep fuel on the fire of what God spoke to me. And then I let it rest. You know, whatever the results are, whoever it touches, whoever it doesn't touch, I don't have power over that, Mm -hmm. but I do have power to just respond in obedience to the heartbeat of my father. When I say living beyond your means, I'm also talking about just like in the financial realm, if you steward it well, you can increase in it. Mm -hmm. True. Very good. So I'm not, I'm just saying if the things that you are feeding on are overwhelming you, yeah. Hence, overwhelming you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you're living beyond your means. Yeah. Yeah. That doesn't mean that, you know, and, and guess what? Um, we have all sp- specific callings and purposes. So for some people, naturally, they can just handle it. It doesn't yeah. even bother them and they can fill themselves with that. And that's where they're called. But that's that's what I'm saying. In In our society, everybody has so much access to information. And I'm not... I'm not like anti-information. I'm just saying if we're putting ourselves in a position to keep us in fear and worry, mm-hmm. just like what you said, choosing peace in things I cannot change. Yeah. My authority. Now, I will say this. If if something, if you hear a news report or, or whatever, and the, the only result is anger, frustration, <laughs> going around complaining— or does it cause you to run to the Father yeah, and to pray? Yeah. And to and to sow into the spirit realm in that in that way. I think that's one way that you can steward that. Yes. Yeah. I mean, I, I think if if your theme verse in the Bible is Jesus overturning the tables, <laughs> I think there might be an issue going on inside, <laughs> you know, because who Jesus was was so much more than that. And so if if you think your goal in life is to to do that, I, I just think you're missing missing the point. Yeah. But. Uh for me, I look at things and say, is this a realm of my authority? And I know if it is or is not based upon my responsibility. So if I have responsibility for something, then I do have power to impact that that area. Well, like with my youngest son, I one thing that's brought me freedom is Yes, I am responsible to teach them and train them, but he is responsible for his own actions. Yes. Yeah. Not my responsibility. That's right. I can teach him, I can train him, I can direct him, I can encourage him, I can give uh, words of wisdom, I can discipline, but his choices are his choices, not mine. And so being able to separate, this is a free-willed living human being (laughs) And yeah. they make their own choices. And some of them are really dumb. <laughs> you know, some of them are awesome and great. But if I'm so worried about their individual choices, I mean, you're going to be in constant fear and frustration. Yeah. Well, and, and, that, I, and that's a realm that I have authority in. Yeah. My yes. own children. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, I think, you know, whether it's your children or, or people that you're leading in whatever sphere of influence, I think with that, when you allow someone else to to just make their decisions and you can live at peace within yourself. When they make a poor decision, you can speak to this with your children. Um, When it's not 
about you, then when they make that poor decision, you can come in mm-hmm. and you're you don't have to have anger and frustration and why didn't you do what I said? You maybe maybe you feel those things, but you're able to come in in the aftermath and still love and still um, correct and still guide because it was their choice. It, it's not a reflection on you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure. Because when there's consequences, that that's a really big teaching tool. And I think sometimes parents are afraid to allow their kids to experience consequences. Mm-hmm. I think it's amazing. <laughs> <laughs> because that's going to be the best tool for teaching. Yeah. You know, so I can't protect my kids from that. You know, um, so now unless the consequence gonna is really going to hurt them. Yeah. You know, it's not like, hey... Uh, if they play in traffic, you know, yeah. they're going to learn really quickly. Well, no, you know, yeah. let's not be silly here. You know, I, I'm talking about more, I guess, behavioral consequences than, yeah. than playing with fire, I guess. <laughs> you know, I think of the children of Israel. They so wanted a king. And even uh, the prophet went to to God for them and 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 God spoke to the prophet and said, no, tell them they don't want a king because he's going to take this and take that and take this <laughs> yeah. and take that and take this. And um, uh, But they went and they said, no, we want to be like other nations. Mm-hmm. You know, we want to look like everybody else. Mm-hmm. And so what did God say? Give him a king. Yeah. And I also think of like, why would they want that? It makes me think that... Well, one reason they wanted it is because the kings would go to battle for them. Yeah. So they didn't want to fight their own battles. They wanted the king well, and the armies to fight the battles. Of. I was thinking when when it was just between them and God, there was more responsibility on them. them. Yeah. And, and they, so they a relegated... King would, yeah, yeah, a king would, would take some of that responsibility away. Yeah. So if there were enemies coming in, yeah. the king and the armies would take care of that. So we don't have to fight our battles anymore. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And oh my gosh, just what you were talking about with your kids, you're allowing them to fight the battles of their own decisions mm-hmm. uh, where it's wisdom to do so. And that's what builds them. That's what matures them. And when we don't want to take responsibility for the challenges of our life, then it really holds us back. It hinders us. Yeah, if we only think of consequences in the negative sense, I think I think consequences are awesome. Yeah. Um because if if you put if you cultivate good things, mm-hmm. you're going to get good fruit, good yeah. fruit. So consequences in themselves are just results. Right. So I think we always just focus on well negative consequences, but you can flip it and say actually if I do invest into this, I can receive a great reward from it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Or great fruit. Well, I think that goes back to consequences. If we choose peace in a in a hectic situation, what is the consequence of that? Yeah. Peace. Peace. Yeah. And maybe even life and yeah. and freedom and and uh and addressing some of those and emotional things. energies to put into that which will build instead of wasting our emotional energies on things that mm-hmm. literally sap us, yeah. you know, uh and drain us. You know, mm-hmm. it's it's yeah, I want to put my emotional energies in those things that can build. Yeah. Well, I just kind of wanted to visit the part of the the phrase that says that powerful people change what they can. Mm-hmm. Um, so what are some areas, you know, we've talked a lot about the areas that we can't change and choosing peace in those. 
but what are some areas of our life that we actually can choose or can make changes? I love the term being powerful and self-governance and because it allows me to assume the responsibility for my life and my attitudes and my actions. And when I stored my life well, it feels so good. Yeah. When I don't store it well, it does not feel good. But when I stored it well, it has its own reward. Like I don't, I don't have to have the accolades of man if I know I've done the right thing. Yeah. You know, if I know I've honored God and and I responded in obedience to Him, that is a reward in itself. And it, it's such a powerful choice to do that, and the rewards of that power. Uh, are so self-beneficial. And it you when you feel powerful, you are not under the situation. Yeah. And and it's 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 a high because it's who create he created us to be. Yeah. They stored it in the garden and guess what? They ate of the fruit of the garden. Yeah. You know, they hung out with the animals, the lion, the lamb. Wouldn't that be just fun? You know, yeah. it's like <laughs> <laughs> having power over the lion. People have tried that through the years and it hasn't worked out well. But yeah. I guess having a dog now, I think of that differently because <laughs> I, I realize, which which is scary. I know we're getting off topic here, but when we first got that dog, I'm thinking this thing stinks all the time. <laughs> like, man, he stinks. And then the other day I was like, man, he don't hardly stink at all. And then I realized, no, You're used I'm to just it. getting used to this. <laughs> and I'm thinking if a dog stinks, what does... A lion smell like. <laughs> what is oh man! Well, they didn't have you know deodorant. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm but. sorry to take us off topic, but it just made me think about that. Well, um, staying on that very um. practical note, <laughs> but you know, you were saying um, yes, we have power, but I'm thinking very, very practically. What does that look like? And to be honest with you, it's hard work. <laughs> It looks like making the really hard choices. We all know that if we eat healthy food and we exercise, that we will feel healthy and be stronger. How many of us are facing that battle all the time of not wanting to eat healthy and not wanting to exercise? I'm definitely in that but place. But when you do it, doesn't it feel amazing? Yeah, yeah, yeah. We know, we know that <laughs> in theory, you know, the results are going to be better for us. But every single day we have to make the hard decisions yeah, to do true. what is right for us. Right now, I am working on waking up earlier, like way before I need to wake up. And it is a daily struggle to do that. But the reality is I have the power to make that choice. And so if I want to see change... Nobody else is going to do that for me. I have to make that powerful choice. And so I, I think, you know, I, we talk about, oh, yeah, it's great to be a powerful person. But the bottom line is it's really hard work to mm -hmm. be a powerful person. And sometimes we just got to suck it up and do the hard work if we want to see the change. And the fact is, if we don't do the hard work, then we're functioning in powerlessness. Yeah. And so if we can categorize our life that was very powerless, Melody. Yeah. The way you responded to that situation, man, you you did it as a victim right there. You know, you you don't, I can't, could, Melody, what's wrong with you? You yeah. have to eat that candy bar, <laughs> you know, and you get so angry at yourself because you knew it was a powerless choice. Yeah. You let the candy bar control you. And, um, but when I look at that and I throw it in the trash or I reject it or I just say no to it, 
something happens on the inside of us because we know we have made a choice of self-governance to where there is going to be fruits of that decision that will really give us a better life. Yeah. Or better health or whatever, to better answer, relationship. To answer your question, how does that practically look? I think of that scripture in Proverbs where it says, above all else, guard your heart. Yeah, For out of it flows the issues of life. I think the New, Tri- New Living Translation says, for it determines the course of your life. Yes. So how do we become powerful? What do we allow inside of us? Mm-hmm. And what do we allow to flow from us? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I think it so starts good. there. So good. It really starts there. And and also what you know, what are the powerless behaviors? What are the powerful behaviors that I'm allowing in my life? So um, you know, the the natural tendency for most of us, myself included, is when we make a decision is to blame someone else, mm-hmm. to blame external circumstances, mm-hmm. to complain, to make excuses. And really those are powerless behaviors. Yes. And so the the first step of self-awareness of recognizing, okay. I've got to own up that I am exercising some powerless behaviors here. And then always ask the Holy Spirit. We were given the Holy Spirit as a helper. And so uh, we don't have to do this on our own strength, but just, you know, saying, I I know there's a lady in our church and she, a long time ago, she prayed and she asked the Holy Spirit, anytime that I'm going to say something negative, um, you know, cause me to bite my tongue. And he did. And so she was biting her tongue every time she was about to say something negative and she (laughs) began to catch herself really quickly. And so, you know, just saying, Holy Spirit, every time I'm about to complain, you know, give me a check in my spirit. And then making the powerful choices to adjust that behavior um, so that we can live a more powerful, more by design life. That's beautiful. And you said it in a beautiful nutshell there. That's good. (laughs) I don't know if I'm opening up uh, another can of worms, but I I was thinking one of the biggest signs of being powerless is blame. Yes, so true. So how do you know if you're being powerless or you're functioning in a powerless attitude? Much of your life is focused around blaming others for your circumstances. And so part of being powerful is taking back your power and making choices. Yep. You know? And if I don't have power over another, somebody else doesn't have power over me. So how can I blame somebody else for my failure you know, because it isn't their responsibility. But mm-hmm. we do it all the time. I mean, we do it. Yeah, Adam and Eve were our very first That's examples. The, yeah, <laughs> they uh, messed up and they blamed. Sometimes I wonder, and we'll never know the answer to this. But what if they would have just repented and owned mm. up and you know said, "God, I messed up," but yes. they didn't. So yeah. we know that that's just it's in our human nature is to pass the buck onto somebody else. Um, but we we don't have to do that. We can live by a powerful design. And you think about that. What was the next result? Well, uh, Adam blamed Eve. Eve blamed the serpent, so forth. And then what happened? The man and woman was not cursed, but they were affected by a curse, right? And now her, she relegated her power to the man. Instead of her identity coming from God, her identity now came from the man, and he is the one who gave her the name Eve. He gave her a whole new identity as the mother of all living. Mm -hmm. That's what Eve means. And so basically, when she became powerless, she relegated her power to the man, and he ruled over Mm. her. 
So anything that we give our power to will rule over us, us. whether it's a candy bar, whether it's a person, whether it's the news, uh, any of those things, we give our power away to another. And so that's why we blame. Yeah. But we were never designed to give our power away. Christ became a curse for us Mm -hmm. when he hung on the tree. And so we have been redeemed from the curse of the law. We've been redeemed back to God's original intent and purpose, and that's to steward ourselves and steward our resources. Yeah. Yeah. And we have the ability to let him be the Lord of our life. Yeah. We say that phrase so readily in the church of being the Lord of our life. But really what that means is nothing and no one has... Uh, ultimate influence over my life above him. So if anybody is going, and he doesn't, he doesn't usurp his power over us, but we get to submit to yes. his lordship and his rulership and his leadership. Uh, and so when we do that um, and allow him to influence our decisions, our choices, our actions, I think one, it makes it a lot easier for us to live in our power. And two, it, allows us not to want to take that power from someone else, but to let them live in their God-given power. So let's remind the listeners, what was the statement, that the quote that you uh, created? Powerful people change what they can and choose peace in what they cannot. Yeah, that's good. Thanks for listening to Life Exchange. We'll be back next week with more conversation on topics of life and leadership. Until next time, be sure to check out our website at givinglight.org, where you can learn more about our church and access loads of resources to help you grow in your walk with God and people. If you like what you heard today, we'd be grateful if you would leave a five-star review and share with your friends. Be blessed. Remember to shine your light and have a great week. Thank you.